Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode on the Confidence is Key podcast. Now today we're talking about how we can get the best version of ourselves. Everyone has that cliche notion that, look, is sort of true, but that line of new year, new me, better year, better me. And to a point, okay, yes, we probably roll our eyes at, you know, the hashtag new year, new me, but it is true in the sense that we have this rested um, essence about ourselves. We have had a holiday break, so we're calm. We, our patience has been restored again and we're ready to smash our goals. Now, last episode, we spoke all about how we actually get to our goals and how we figure out what actually is important to us. What are the things that we need to do this year to be the focus of the year? What are we actually trying to achieve? So we did our values activity where we figured out what our values were and we constructed our goals from there. But now we're probably on this train of self-development and we want to make sure that this year we're really showcasing to the world, to everyone, this is the best version of me. Now, easier said than done, I know, especially when you're in the thick of the year, you know, you're in the middle of work, work is crazy, you've got meetings, you've got a million things on your mind, you're using post-it notes like crazy or that could just be me, me and post-it notes, oh my goodness, they're a lifesaver. You are trying to balance your social life, your family life, your work life, your partner, your goals, everything that you're wanting to try to do and then you just have to sort of take a breath and go, hold on a second. Am I truly living the best life for me? Now, I feel like the tips I'm about to give you for setting up that best version of yourself early in the year can help with just that reassurance and that refresher that you're going to need in the middle of the year when all those things are crazy about how to bring it back down to that best lifestyle for you. So, How do we, what's the million dollar question? How do we get to the best version of ourselves? Look, (laughs) I don't have the answer to that question or a quick fix to that question. But, stay with me, but I have some ideas that you can use to tweak your lifestyle into feeling like you are showing the world the best version of you. Now, before I get into these quick tips, I just want to say, yes, you can implement all of these, but if you're not creating that balance when it's the thick of the year, when you're really feeling that stress and that rush that life naturally will bring to you, if there is no balance, then these things are going to go out the window. If we forget these principles we are going to go back into old habits. So perhaps write down these tips and keep them in an area that you're going to look at every single day, whether that's in you know your bedroom, in um, the door of the pantry, wherever you're going to constantly look. Maybe you even need a copy for your work desk, whatever it is. Keep these 
easily acceptable to you so that the more that you read them and understand them and constantly see them, it's like that reminder. It's like that, hold on a second. It's like that alarm. Hold on. Are you living the life that you set out for yourself to live? So grab your pen, girls. Let's get writing. So tip number one, in every aspect of your life, every aspect, don't say yes all the time or don't say anything straight away. So this could be, and I've spoken about this in my goals, this could be in a text message form, an email form, even a live conversation. If somebody asks you something, pause. If you're in a live conversation, you can say something like, that sounds great. Can I get back to you? Or in a text message or email setting, which is a little bit easier because you have more time to construct your answer, think about how you are going to feel, not about the obligation to do what the other person wants you to do. You don't want to be known as the yes girl or the yes man, the one that is the pushover because of course I need to do it because, you know, we've had 10 years of friendship or because, oh, that's my, you know, if I don't say that I don't look eager enough for the, I don't know, the committee that I'm on at work. Don't say anything and think about how you feel because truly how you feel it's going to make an impact on the situation no matter if you go and attend it or if you don't. If you go, if you say yes and then you go and attend it, are you really going to be present? Are you really going to want to be motivated to be in the conversation that you're going to be in? What is the best answer for you? So take your time. Don't say anything straight away. And really just think about being in that moment and the emotions you're going to feel in that moment. Tip number two, only drop things for people in your inner circle. Everyone says you have to be flexible and adaptable. Of course you do, completely understand that. But I'm going to make a real conscious effort this year to only change my schedule or adapt to things for the people that I know that would do it for me. I'm not going to be killing myself or panicking about things for other people when I know or I could sit in a moment and think to myself, wait, would they do this for me? If I even have to question it, I know that the answer is no. I know that the answer is going to be something where I end up doing it for them, but then they won't do it for me. So of course, be flexible for those people that are in your inner circle. Be there for the people in your inner circle, but just be aware of who is actually in that inner circle for you. Now, obviously, that's going to change from person to person. You could have 10 people in your inner circle, whereas somebody else might have three. And they're both completely fine answers. Just be careful that you're not inviting people into your inner circle that perhaps wouldn't be you wouldn't be in theirs. Now, as I think about that, I think I've just said the words inner circle a gazillion times. So I'm sorry if you're sitting there counting the amount of times I've said those words. (laughs) Tip number three. This one I struggle with myself because I feel like I'm a bubbly person. I feel like I'm an open book, but I really this year want to focus on this particular tip. And the tip is, Try not to overshare. Be the dark horse and achieve your goals quietly. 
Now, obviously, I'm not talking about keeping your goals quiet from the people who are literally your go-to number one, two, and three. Like, you know, tell your partner, tell your mum, tell your sister, your brother, whoever it is. But a lot of people are not actually listening. Now, I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people who you share to and they're like, oh, cool, that sounds great. And of course, they're just being polite. But deep down, the only person who really needs to know about what they want to achieve is you. You're the one who's going to achieve it or not. You're the one who's going to be working and striving to achieve it. So try not to tell people what your overall goals are. I obviously shared my goals with you in last ep- the last episode. However, there are other goals that I didn't share with you because they're private and they're for me to know and they're for me to hopefully tell you one day when I am achieving those goals. But part of, I think, the satisfaction of getting to the goal or achieving the goal is knowing that you did it on your own, knowing that you took the steps, whether that was asking for help or whether that was doing more research into something and just achieving them knowing you did it. Obviously, you're going to have those people around you supporting you and encouraging you, but try not to overshare, you know, on the journey along, try and get there quietly, try and achieve it for you and not because you're trying to impress or yeah, overshare, I guess. Try and just do it for you and and know that the only person who you need to impress at the end of the day is yourself. Tip number four, and this one was a big goal last year for me and I'm happy to say I achieved it with flying colors is to have a weekend routine that you stick to. And a weekend routine is just appreciating. If you're a full-time worker like me, those two days that you get where it is a break from the everyday rush. You know, obviously, if you have children and you've got other commitments, you can tweak this to how it would work in your lifestyle. But for me personally, I want to stick to having a weekend routine that consists of an exercise, some kind of exercise. Now, for me personally, that is going outside. I've got a beautiful outdoor deck area and doing a 30-minute yoga class. Now, I put on some beautiful music. I you know, get the yoga mat out and that's sort of like the way of telling my brain it's time to just hone in on this particular activity. Another thing that I love doing on the weekends is adventures. Obviously, you can't do something every single weekend. I completely understand that. You need rest. Your body needs to have a break. But something that my husband and I love to do on a Sunday is go outside and have an adventure. Whether that's a hike in the national park, whether that is visiting a place we've never visited before or experiencing a cuisine we've never tried before, or going to the beach, a place that we love, the beach. Just something that gets us out of the house, out of, you know, that same routine of breakfast, cleaning the house, making the bed, yada, 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 going outside and just being with each other in nature. It's fantastic. It clears your mind. And for me, it actually puts me in a really nice state for the work week ahead. 
one of the things that I feel like I got into a bit of a habit with, um, and I, I spoke about it a bit in my very first few episodes on the Confidence is Key podcast, was I used to pre-stress about the week ahead on the weekends, which sounds ridiculous, but you can get into that habit when you forget about that work-life balance. Um, I would be, it would be a Sunday and I would literally, we'd have our coffee, we'd have our breakfast and then I'd be making the lunches or like preparing in my head of like what we're going to have for dinner. And then that whole Sunday, we wouldn't do anything. I would just constantly be, you know, prepping for, for classes or I'd be just focused solely on the week ahead. And we weren't actually using that, that precious day where we were both home from work. We both didn't have any commitments that day. And I was, I'm, real, I'm really sad that that's the place that I got into. In saying that, I'm really happy that I recognized that that was wrong and that we really needed to enjoy and salvage and treasure our weekends together. And all of last year, I can happily say that even though 2020 was a COVID year where we did have to stay inside, being a Sydney resident, we did have the opportunity to explore really cool places in New South Wales. And we're continuing to do that to the point now where we're actually known as the couple who do experiences. Like if you talk to any of our friends or our family members, they're actually giving us ideas to go and do other cool things. And I feel like we've actually started a bit of a chain reaction because when we talk to people about our adventures and they say, oh, we're going to go there next week. And we say, oh, make sure you do the lookout, make sure you do this walk or go and see this beach. It, it actually brings us so much joy, even though it's a tiny pocket of our beautiful country. It's still a place that we have been able to um, yeah, explore freely and continue to do so. So really loving that adventure part of our weekends. We also, in our weekend routine, I really want to start to stick to the idea of minimal phone and screen time. When you're on your laptop all week and you're constantly, like, that's the thing you're drawn to. You want to make sure that you're really limiting that on the weekends, not only for your eyesight, but also for your brain, just to give everything a bit of a rest. And the final thing on the weekends is to read. Read, read, read. This has been a goal of mine for years now, and I have totally gotten much better at reading uh, now that I'm an adult as opposed to a child or a teenager. I did not enjoy it, but reading is just fantastic, especially if it's something that has nothing to do with your nine-to-five job. It's just something completely separate where you get lost in a story or you get lost reading about you know, something that you're interested in, a different passion, I think that can really motivate you to remind yourself that you're not just your nine to five job. You are other aspects and those other aspects are just as important. I do apologize. That was a little bit of a rant, the weekend routine, but I'm very passionate about it and I'm glad I'm passionate about it because at the end of the day, on your tombstone. I know this is probably going to get a little bit morbid, but on your tombstone, it's not going to say was an amazing nine to five worker in the field of blah, blah, blah. It's going to say was a loving husband, was a loving wife, was a caring mother, was a devoted sister. Those are the things that at the end of the day, yes, work pays the bills and, and, and also is something for you to be motivated towards. It's not everything. 
And I think sometimes we need to be reminded of that. And last but certainly not least, tip number five. It's a lot easier said than done, but it is my fifth tip. And that is to just trust in yourself. Whatever you are stressing about won't matter or nobody cares. In in very plain terms, if you're stressing about something that you know next week or in a month's time, nobody is even going to remember. Or another tip that really got to me, um, has really helped me actually, is you think about, okay, let's just say you were with a group of people and you said something and then a day later you're thinking about what you said and you're worried, oh, was that rude? Was that, oh, did I offend anybody? Think to yourself or ask yourself this question. In this present moment of the day, are they thinking about what you said? Majority of the time, the answer is no. So you can stop thinking about it yourself. You need to trust in yourself. I think to be the best version of yourself, you need to be true to who you are and what you want. Yeah, that might sound a little bit selfish, but at the end of the day, you there is only one you. You're not living somebody else's life. You're living your life. And it's simple. You just need to do you, boo. You just need to do you. That is something I think that everybody can work on, myself included. One of my goals is very simple this year and it's just to trust. I don't need somebody to read that message because I know it sounds polite. I don't need to um, worry about saying no to an event if I don't want to go. Those are the simple steps. We need to go back to that simplicity of asking yourself, well, what do I want? Now, obviously, when you care about people, you're going to put some of their needs first. And that is fine because you can't be a completely self-centered person. You need to make sure, going back to that inner circle, you're doing the things for other people that they might need you. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, trusting in yourself is probably one of the most powerful tools that you can have within you. And for some reason, it's also one of the hardest things to try and achieve. But I know you can do it. I know that I can do it. I just need to actually put it into practice. And there you have it. Those are my five tips on trying to construct the best version of yourself. Now, like I said at the start, I can't answer how we magically transform ourselves into the best version. But with some of these tips, I feel like we're going to be getting onto the right track of just bringing it down to living our best life in what we want to do. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. My name is Rosie and this is the Confidence is Key podcast. Bye for now.